I'm assuming y'all have seen Elsewhere before, right? Saying Elsewhere, the fucking yeah. hospital show with Denzel. Yeah. So yeah. you remember you, you remember how the show ended? Yeah. 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 With, the, with the autistic with the, kid in the snowball. Yeah. So like so like apparently there's a um Dwayne McDuffie, who I feel like we all know who Dwayne McDuffie is. He had this theory oh, about um so uh, um also real quick, Dwayne, Dwayne McDuffie was the guy who created Static Shock and did a lot of work on like DC animated shit. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Dwayne McDuffie is the fucking legend. He passed away not too long ago, but Damn. he was amazing. So um black dude too, by the way. So like oh. he had this so so like he was talking about like continuity and mm-hmm. like the way comic books fuck everything up and just like the way like nerds get crazy about it. <laughs> and he like he thought about saying elsewhere and like and like the way like the way the comic book continuity is supposed to work it's like everything that every universe touched is like somehow related and all a part of the same thing right mm, so like yes. so so like to kind of extend to how ridiculous that was he was like imagine if we did that with saying elsewhere because that show is connected to like every show on television ever so it's mm, called the right, tommy westfall way. universe hypothesis so it's okay. like so, so so like you look at it like um saying elsewhere spun off like a character from saying elsewhere spun off into homicide life on the street there was like a crossover so that would technically mean that homicide life on the street is a part of tommy westfall's dream and then um john munch from homicide was on law and order which would mean that law and order is also a part of it and then everything that law and order touches is also a part of the tommy westfall universe and then it just goes and goes and goes (laughs) munch is a multiverse villain because he's in like four or five shows if i'm not if I'm not, well, yeah, he starts on homicide. He starts on homicide right. life in the street. He starts on homicide. Yeah, he's on the wire, right? Yeah, he's on the yep. Simpsons. He's on. Yeah, he's, he's on the Simpsons. He's on Law and Order, right? And yeah, he's, he's on in. Law he's on Law and Order, and then he's on. Uh, I, he might or may not be in the corner because it's Baltimore. I don't remember. He don't was on Luther too. Luke, he was, he was, was on Luther. Oh no, no, no! He was he wasn't on Luther. He was name checked as a liaison on Luther. So yeah, that remember, makes him yeah. a part of so that makes, so, you know, that like, makes just, part of that thing too. Nice. Right. Good, good. And goal. then this and, and 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 then the Simpsons, like Zilla said, like that opens it up to even more shit. You know, yeah. so like just like Futurama. so it's just like yeah, exactly. <laughs> Futurama <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, do you think yeah, that's maybe their way of letting us know that we're just all in the snow globe? Let me tell you why I don't want to be in a snow globe because one of my big fears, you know, when you when you when you you're not feeling well, you deal, you know, you get a lot of thoughts and stuff. But one of my big fears before anything got real real in my life was the uh ending of Men in Black when you're we were in the locker when it yeah. they, they in the yeah. we were the keychain in the locker and then well, first that universe is in the keychain, right? right? You're trying to save the universe yeah. and they pull out and we're in the locker and, and you know and then that's somebody's marbles or something like that like that's yeah with the plane oh, yeah. like dice and shit yeah, yeah. welcome to call out culture podcast with alaska curly castro and zilla rock so tonight curly castro Back for the second time, like I never left. Here with the great Alaska and the um, indomitable Zilla Rocker. Today wow, we have like featured that. the one and only Cinema Sai, our brother Dylan, who runs the great podcast and um, it's a video show too, right? You, we have video on it, right? Uh, not not yet. It's just okay, it's no, just right, like I'm banner right. images, but no, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> podcast, real notes, where um, he allows um, hip hop luminaries and other stalwarts in the, in our field 
to talk about movies and, and films, stuff that people don't know or necessarily realize that when you're an MC, you do a lot of downloading, you watch a lot of stuff, you read a lot of things, you absorb and imbibe a lot of material. And a lot of us are into films. So sometimes being an MC is also being a movie buff because we like to absorb material, you know what I'm saying? Right. Stuff we find in our songs and shit. And tonight we are here to talk about Black Star in totality. We will not just talk about their new record, we'll talk about their old record and then just them as an entity. We thought it was an interesting piece. And um, Dylan was also um, great to, he wrote the recent um, Pitchfork review Bonk. for yeah. for the new Black Star record. So we thought he would be a perfect person to bring along um, to not just trash or praise the record, but just as another voice it's into Black Star like we are and with this record um, did, might have done, or will do to their legacy. Yes. Is that good? That good. I love it. Blah, 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 blah. Incredible. Yes. First, first and foremost, thank y'all for having me. I'm happy oh, to yeah. finally be on Call Out Culture. You already know what it is, Zilla mm-hmm. and Castro. Alaska, mm-hmm. great to finally meet you and get it's to well. talk and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just excited for, uh, I'm excited for uh, praise and debauchery tonight. We're gonna go yeah. crazy. <laughs> the, the last the last time I talked to you when I was I was on your pod, it was like end of fall last year, and it was storming like a motherfucker in Philly, and we were wrapping up while like my basement was leaking all over the place. And you were like so cool, oh, really? kind, and I was like trying to be pleasant. My wife's text was like, "Check the basement; it's flooding." And I was like, "Okay, hold on, I'm wrapping up a call." And I could I could hear the water dripping everywhere. Yeah. You were muting the call. Like, and I was muting back. myself, and I was like hearing it. I was hearing water pouring down my walls, and I was like, "All right, man. Well, I gotta head out. Uh, I got stuff going on. I'll talk to you later." So yeah, thanks for having us on on your show, and thanks for coming on our show. Oh boy, so here we go, the Black Star, the multiverse. Yeah, it goes a lot of places. Star. The crisis on, into, on infinite Black Star multiverses. So here we go, boys. <laughs> so. Uh, I guess we'll we'll kick it where it all starts at with the very very first Black Star yes. album, which which we just name dropped last week on uh, best album covers, and yes. uh, we, we threw that yeah. in for the first album. Yeah. I like the new album cover, by the way. Um, yeah. But uh, so the, so on our end, you know, we're we're closing in on 150 episodes, which is ill, and we've Dope-ish. talked a lot about raucous early wave raucous. Talib Kweli in particular, we've talked I, about it. I feel like we haven't talked about most a lot. We really, we <laughs> sounds like kind of where the best Mike Zoo podcast there is. Without hey, a doubt, Scam, hey, AL, yeah, word of mouth. Yeah, I don't think we talk about most a lot, but he's he's in the periphery. Yeah, he's he's yeah. in my personal top five, like people yes. that I'm just always going to listen to forever. Ever. Big record in Zilla's uh, collection. Oh, for a hundred percent. So, and then black on both sides. So, I think then we've, like you said, we've we haven't we haven't discussed most as much as we've talked about Kwali, nor right. have we talked about as much as like Raucous as a punching bag and also as like a a thing that has meant a lot in our lives, you know, good and bad. So, first Black Star album, um, Dylan Green, you're. Probably at least 30 years younger than Alaska. What was your first interaction with the first Black Star album? Oh, shit, that's a good question. Um, One of my best friends in the entire world, shout out to Spence, I love you. Um, He put me on to the first album when we were in high school. And uh, the first song that I connected with was, the, was Thieves in the Night. So I was in high school, I want to say about 20 years, no, no, 10 years after this album came out. 
So but, like the album came out in 98, 99, right? Yeah, Something 98. like that. Yep. So yeah, like you see, like I was in, I was like a junior or like a sophomore in high school when, when um, I first experienced that album. So it was about de- a decade after it dropped, but like, right. just like the, just like the beat on the song is great. And um, I loved fucking Talib and Moses call and response on the hook. And just like, mm-hmm. a so Dean, let me ask, um, Dean, let me ask yeah. you. So were you, you were aware of Moses and Talib before you got into the Black Star record? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Nah, definitely. So like, so so like, I was already um, cause I was watching Chappelle. So like, I kind of really got into like I had heard most before, but I really got into most after I saw him do the cab freestyle, and I was like, oh, this shit is crazy. Um, yeah, that I used to have the whole shit memorized. To the front, back, middle, the front, left side, shit, do what it wants, like Jay Brown do what it wants. So crazy. Pull up to your spot on low, shine brighter than all of the cats that got on glow. Lay in the cup like they not gonna know. Cause if I gotta make a move, dog, they not gonna know. This door more private, this is not full show. It's most of what you call real full show. Is they what you call gangster? Hell no. They get a little pinch and go snitch to the pole. They all talk fast, but they all think slow. I'm most definite not think so. Fudge city with the black ink float And my crew ain't scared to let them things go So stop with the nonsense Like he conscious I'm just awake dog I'm doing Yo, great But like I heard I So like So like Thieves in the Night was my first kind of like experience with black star and to just kind of see them go up to see them go at it together and just like to hear like the references like like i know that's named after the tony morrison story um mm. or at least it like name drops it um a right. couple of times and just yeah. like just to, just to kind of like see the reference pool they were going with and their flows and just the way they were i was like this is tight you know like i liked it a lot and then right. i picked up a couple of the other songs because i was just like grabbing like mp3s i didn't have right. a physical cd of the of the shit but um mm-hmm. you know i just like I listened to the whole thing front to back and I was like, this is really cool. I like this a lot. And, you know, like most and, and like we already know how I felt about most like, you know, I'm, I'm like you. One of my um, Black on Both Sides is one of my favorite albums of all time. I wrote about it for his 20th anniversary for uh, DJ Booth and Title back in the day. It was a good piece. You should go oh, yeah. find it. Um, but what's it called? Uh, like Kwali was somebody who was kind of like also in my periphery. Mm-hmm. Um a story I, I was actually thinking about this while I was writing the review for this. The first time I remember, like, like I went to a sleepaway camp that had this crazy game that they used to play called Name That Alien, where they would take the <laughs> camp counselors' photo, uh, and they would take photos of the camp counselors and warp them beyond recognition, and you would have to okay. guess who the camp counselor was. Right. And okay. the and and the song and, and and the song they used for the game was the instrumental for um, Get By by quality oh, and like I, I don't know why <laughs> the weirdest thing ever it's the first like, sleepaway camp reference in the history of the show you did it so like so like at that point i like so like i had already i was already familiar with them but then i heard them come together and i was like oh this is cool and it really kind of stuck with me, um, especially songs like Thieves in the Night really stuck with me. Um, Respiration really stuck with me. Knowledge Ooh. of Self really stuck with me. Yeah. And uh, just like I was I was, you know, I kind of like even going back to it now, it's just like that album is such a it's such an album of its time. Like it really like that yeah. feels like 98, 99 to me, like in that specific like subset of like rap fan, rap person being in Brooklyn at that time. Like that's like a time capsule for better or uh, sometimes worse, but mostly better, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Castro, what was your first interaction with the first Black Star? 
So like Black Star was like a natural progression of what we were following them doing it with the ultra magnetic singles and the 2000 seasons and stuff. I didn't know they were going to come together. And when I first heard of it, it was introduced like it might have been another like just raucous creation. I didn't know they right. were doing a whole album because it was like most deaf and quality present Black Star. So I thought that might have just been a couple of songs and then back to their solo. Work yeah, like a 12 inch. Yeah, I didn't because that's that was the nature of their business at that point. Right. I didn't know they were doing a full record. And then Definition dropped. And that was like the big one because they dropped the video with mm. the dollar cab and that's my neighborhood. Mm. Like they're in my neighborhood, flat bush. That's you hard. Know, up and shit. So and so hard. I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm recognizing the stores and shit and like the dollar cab. The dollar cab thing just sucked me in because I'm taking dollar cabs a thousands of times and just just portraying that on TV in the video. The um, carriage one drums. Was that Impeach the President? Is that? No, um, it's, it's the PS3. PS3, yeah. and, then, and then, you know, the, the, and the flows that they were using that one, probably fooled us with at first, and two, most was mastering at, you know, when you heard that was a mastered flow, and then quality yeah. tricked us with his flow that you didn't realize what it was till later. And I was just totally enamored with it. I was like, oh, this, you know, it's, it's very, very, very Brooklyn. And at that point, Brooklyn was not in the center spotlight. Mm-hmm. So that was another gravitating thing. We weren't like the we weren't like boasting the best MCs at that time. And so to have two stalwarts at the time repping Brooklyn, screaming Brooklyn, Brooklyn, it was really mm-hmm. um, magnetizing to me. And so when the record dropped, the record was also just an, a, another culmination of what we were following. Like, let's make a a perfect B boy slap. Like, no, not B boy. Uh, old to the four elements hip hop record with two dope right. MCs. That's what it felt like. It felt like they tried yeah. to touch on all of the elements. They were trying to um, touch on like the essence, if you will. Like, we know that's a corny topic, but that's what the Black Star record was. Trying right. to touch back into the essence and bring back the original elements, lack of a better term, of hip hop and have it on a record. The whole thing of looking like it was carved in wood, it yeah. reminded me of like um, school desks and shit like that, but also yeah. like trying to make this permanent and it was also like the flagship of the of rockets at the time so it was creating a wave we all right. knew that this was the, this was the tip of the wave if you will of what was what was to come we thought we'd be like 10 of projects like this but yep. this was the first first salvo like the first like grenade first uh b-boy grenade toss of that time nice right. what about you alaska uh, i mean similar to castro like you know sort of being in like that new eureken scene at the time um it felt it felt really symbolic of the way we felt things were going like you know like there's this like next movement and next wave coming and the way that album burst on the scene like you know at least in our world it seemed gigantic right it seemed like the doors were about to open Mm -hmm. like Castro was saying it's about to source was that source cover yeah yeah exactly Black Thought, Common, and Most on the front. That yeah, that was, but that was way after. That was after. Okay, but, but yeah. that, that's that's it was like Pharaoh. Like yeah, it was Pharaoh. Yeah, yeah, Pharaoh, yeah. Was, yeah. Was, but then, then it all sort of culminated in the Central Park concert, mm. which was mm. was huge, and it was like, you know, Can Ox opened for them in that show. You were there, Alaska. You went to that one. Yeah. Wow. Was, yeah. Nice. So it was like, you know, it was like you had you had that like one chamber with Most and Talib, and then you had the Can Ox chamber. 
And it was like, it was almost like a full representation of what was going on in like the New York underground at that time. Right. And that's so loose. <laughs> to, to me, it feels more like, like even now, like when I go back to it, it's more symbolic for what mm-hmm. it represents right. than like the actual quality of the music. And the music is quality, but like, it's always to me, like, this was a special time and place. Like you had to really be there to understand it and, and get it. Like, I don't, right. I don't think you could like take a kid that's like, 15 now and give them that record and expect them to understand the full scope right that yeah. magnitude, the magnitude yeah. of that yeah. record the timing and all yeah. of that and and you know i think you know much like can ox it burned out quick too yeah like you know yeah. like good point the career wasn't necessarily there for that right but, to be multiplied it wasn't like three or yeah, four it, was, it wasn't something that could be contained long term right um and uh yeah and we we were, we were we were greedy and selfish, so we might have wanted a couple of more. But I think the fact that we had one for that long stretch of time until this new one yeah. was that that was the nature of that record. It wasn't yeah. you know the movies that we think shouldn't have sequels, like Let It right. Stand Alone and that piece yeah. of art. Yeah. It, it, it didn't necessarily mean anything more. A monument. It was a monument. You don't yeah. put it. You don't put the you don't put the next monument next to it with another pose. You right. don't let that monument stand. You know? No, it, it's a wildly important record, and it it's sort of like. You know, if you look in like the the hip hop multiverse, like this is like a point where things break. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a tone, a tone shift. A lot of different yeah. things changed after. Yep. Yeah. This is post. Is this? Can we say this is like post Jay Z Puffy a little bit? No, because I'm, I'm gonna hit you with it. You ready for this? Okay, all right. Here's my experience. September 29th, 1998. This album drops the same day as Hard Knock Life, mm. Aquemini, yeah, and Brand Nubian Foundation. Wow. And I so went to all the record stores and nobody was carrying this shit in Philly. I was really? trying to cop this. Brand new being foundation. Yes, you can get foundation. Yeah. And all the record stores were opening at midnight to sell hard knock life. Armand definitely had biggest, Armand had black stuff. I was oh, you know what? I didn't go to Armand's. Yeah, I went to I went to HMV, I went to the wall, I went to Sam Goody, I went to so Tower. No one had the shit. Because oh, everyone okay. was stocking Sand up for Hove. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was Hove, yeah, yeah. It was Hove yeah. World. And then Brand Nubian was just a major label, so they had it. And then right. Equemini, yeah. which was right. fucking. And nobody knew what Equemini was going to be. I don't think. Right. But Rosa no, Parks no. was everywhere. That single yeah. was huge. Yeah. So yeah. all those albums were close. It came out yet either. Like that got the five mics from the source, and then that really blew up. Equemini. Right. But that was probably like a couple weeks after, maybe, or maybe before. I don't remember. But anyway. Yeah, I don't... So I was going to all these stores. So I bought Equemini. And well, then, what songs? What did you know of Black Star before you went and got the record? Um, I knew of. I think I might have know, known of Universal Magnetic and probably, to the, I my, my raucous timeline's weird because, I didn't catch the twelves because I wasn't buying twelves at that point, but I I heard the I I sound bombing one was like, my entry point into the raucous shit. So okay, I can't remember what I, I can't remember which one I bought first. Yeah, because it, it, it pulled all the twelves, the L Fudge and RA. So it was either I bought Black Star first and went back, or got that first and and knew. I can't remember what what happened first, but I just remember going to all the record stores trying to find Black Star, and no one had it. So it wow. took like another week or so for the the Hard Knock Life fever to to die down, and then for people to carry this album, which I bought as soon as I can get my hands on it. Um, and then I just I was in high school. I was 16 when it hit. So it was like right there for me to catch it and love it and help me make sense of like this new pocket universe opening up. 
to then eventually lead to Canox and everything else. So it was, it was, I remember I used to just like sit in my room and just like listen to respiration and just sit there. Oh, respiration was a trance. It was a yeah. trance. It was, it was deep. Yeah. Man. Great performance by, you know, Common and the way the beat came on and the Spanish in there. It definitely yeah. was. Escuchula, Nasiadal, Video was video video was amazing. Was you know, me and Small Pro yeah. paid homage to on the Career Crooks album with you and Prem. So, yeah. you know, it's a pivotal yeah. record and it's incredible. And I feel like when you go back to it, the album, even when I bought it, it was like, it was kind of like an EP to me because there's an intro, there's Yo oh, Yeah. Yeah. Which is not okay. really a song. B boys will be boys is basically an interlude. So it's like nine or ten songs, really. On like a, play a hater, I don't take seriously. Like I think that was just it's kind of cool, you know, but it's like it's, it's not like, like essential. But yeah. like you know, thieves in the night, in a lifetime, twice in a lifetime. Like man, it's it's okay. It's not a great. I mean, but Moses verse, you know, you, you guys paid homage to on shrapnel. Yeah. Like yeah. the the astronomy joint with the deep the beat. When I remember when I heard the beat miners joint and they're going back, and I was just sat there and I was just like. Yeah, Eighth Flight is crazy. That's one of my favorites, too. That joint is, I mean, it's a really like slept on song, even though it's the first real song. But so, but and then watching the, and then remember, Castro, the video for Definition would be on Rap City nonstop. Oh, yeah, it was constantly. I just come was home and just watch that video, and I'm like, there's Jay Lyon, there's Dead Prez, like pointing yep. out all these dudes in the van with them, feeling like, oh, like these are my guys, like this is my yep. shit now. Yep. So yeah, that was yep. that was my first interaction with this joint. What are you gonna say, Alaska? In the um, the definition video, like the coloring was wild too. It was so vibrant. Yeah. It was vibrant. Like though. the greens, um, greens and yellows, uh, yellows and reds. Much, I don't know right. if they meant to do it, but that's the Ethiopian flag colors: red, yellow, green. Uh, yeah, RPG yeah. colors: red, black, and green. They were making those very vibrant yep, yep. in the video. Um, they were I'm wearing, sure. I'm, like, I'm sure that was on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. They were wearing my uniform, the the Castro uh, militant hat, the um the, the shirt and the shirt, triple like five sole kick tan. Everything was tan. A lot of tan. The tan and green are. It was, was it was like it. their clothes was like the basis for LRG. I don't know what happened first, but like the yeah. LRD uh, Chappelle show <laughs> look started. Well after them. Okay, because the LRG Chappelle show look wow. started with the rest with the definition video. Yeah, it definitely 100%. definitely was about and, and, and to, to, to call on that. It was a shift change in terms of like that almost harkened back to leather medallions type time. Like mm. these fashions were coming back into play. You mentioned J Live. He he was rocking hats a certain yep. way, like that hip hop fashion. Because right after that, the Triple Five Soul comes back into play. Yeah, um, yep. PMB. Echo has a resurgence. Right. PMB. So those those brands were getting like a reinfusion of this um bohemian, yeah, Nubian street level, industry. street level shit. Yes. Yeah, um, for, for context, I was start I, I was starting to get into uh, I was starting to get into Echo like around that time too, because like, oh, I was uh, I, I was, wish I yeah, kept like, some that was... Echo pieces, bro. Oh, I had so many <laughs> Yo, I Echo pieces Echo when he still was spelling it with the H. I, I oh, had wow. that. oh, that's crazy! Wow, <laughs> pieces like that. I wish I had my Echo sweaters. I had so many Mecca sweaters. The Echo stuff <laughs> was so ill. I was trying to keep them because the art was so ill. Like to hold on to them, you know. But yeah. I, you know, I didn't have. I moved so much time. I didn't have the mechanism for it. But Dude. like some of those, some of those shirts you could you could afraid you could put. Dude, in I place. had I had the Echo Daredevil shirt so with the silhouette, and inside yeah. was all the Daredevil covers. It was a white long sleeve. Oh. 
That's now, so crazy. Uh, and then after that comes academics, so and then there was there was a lot of local brand. Anyway, sorry. Let's um let's let's stay on time. Uh, okay. Real so, quick, real quick. You mentioned Castro. You mentioned something about the uh about the cover looking like a wood carving. Was wood yeah. was wood jewelry a thing around that time? Yeah, a little bit. Um, if you were Cause into because like, yeah, if you were yeah. like you know in the in the lot community, there was like you know wood the wood balls where you would wear around your neck and wood earrings. Yep, yep. Yep. It was like not real wood because it wasn't too heavy. It was like even fake, like super balls. I remember stuff being pretty light, like hollow and whatever. It was, it was oak. yeah. That was, so definitely that was that was that was that was coming into play. But like that, because what I'm saying is like that stuff coming back into fashion after Karis One, and then we're doing it during like right. X times and '92 and all that stuff, and then that kind of went away. X Clan right. and stuff and um kick off the way it almost did. But it didn't. Um, X Clan. So, so, well, was, I'm glad you brought this up because yeah. on the Luminary shit, which Alaska blasted people on our free Patreon slash public feed episode, um, and then he made me feel so bad about myself. I signed up for Luminary to give these guys five dollars a month, and then I canceled it, like you said, and they, they hit me with the one dollar a month for the next six month deal. I was like, sure. <laughs> It's worth Why a dollar not? a month. Why not? You got so anyway, um, when you listen to the well, it's I don't think it's just on Luminary, like most of the Midnight Miracle is, but I think it's on the ship the the Quali People's Party episode with Mos or Yasin. Yeah. And they were talking about how at that time when this album hit, they were probably like twenty-four at the oldest. Okay. And talking about like their whole thing was which alaska was also living was like we're preserving hip-hop culture but we're fucking 24 telling people like how they need to respect it like the history of it even though we're been drinking legally for three years and how like rich that how fucking funny it is to them now being like we dedicated our early 20s like nah man like this is the real shit like yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so um, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, let's uh, get into. Uh, I want I want to talk about what they've been doing in the meantime. In between yeah. time, let's up do that. Record. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Right. Call out culture with Cinema Messiah, aka Dylan Green, Curly Castro, sipping fucking juice on camera, not on the pod. <laughs> we'll be back. Call out culture. Um. <laughs> Shablam, shablow. Are the four elements keeping you down? Do you find yourself cutting your fingers every time you work on a flyer or an insert? Are you tired of being asked to boost your ads or buy ad space? Well, the boys at Griff Company, we have the solution for you. Now, all jokes aside, this is Wrecking Crew Consultation. If you think that your hip-hop career can use a battery burst, do you feel like you want to have some type of counsel and a soundboard, or do you just need a good old pep talk? We can help you out here. Zilla Rocca and myself, Curly Castro, we are offering our consulting services at nominal fees. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot us an email, give us a call, and we'll help you out. Tell me, when was the first time you fell in love with hip hop? <laughs> it's that it's time again. We're, we're back. Career Crooks, me and Small Professor. New album, Never At Peace, available now worldwide, streaming on all platforms. Very, very, very limited pieces of merch left. 
You can scoop it at WreckingCrew.BandCamp.com. If you've heard the Live from the Liner Notes episode, you know what it is, you know what we're about. If you haven't, go back and peep it. Play the new record featuring Shrapnel, I Alive, and Donovan Days, Blueprint, DJ Manipulator, and that's all she wrote. New back, me and Small Pro never had peace, career crooks available now. Oh, culture, man. The shit that doesn't make the show. Oh, my God. Um, we, we, we might we might uh, throw some stuff on Patreon talking about powder Gatorade drinking from bathtub faucets. Um, urine that might be the color of a certain rapper's color scheme. All that shit. You just you just can't get it unless you're here with us live with Cinema Masai, aka Dylan Green, talking Black Star on the podcast. All right, so we covered the first album. Before we get to the new record, um, what? a lot of stuff is happening. Yeah, like what a lot. Expectations. So after that record drops, what did you did y'all did anybody here expect another Black Star, or did you expect what they ended up doing with their you know separate groups? Blackjack Johnson, Reflection Eternal. Nah, you know what, dude? I, I, I thought, you know, foolishly, because I saw them, I saw them do a Black Star show Halloween night, probably like two thousand five or six, mm-hmm. the Electric Factory Castro show was. Live. Fun. So you saw them live? They were on some TV. I shit. saw them live. I saw Black Star live, and so this was at that point. That was at that point six to eight years, whatever, since the album dropped, and it was like full on most doing the boogeyman shit. And it was after Move Something came out and Just To Get By came out and all those records. So it felt like a good time for them to come back out because they didn't have any new, new music and they were doing a show. And I was like, oh, okay. And uh, Wait, the show was amazing. One of those shows where they say we're performing uh, Black Star album in its entirety? Or it was just, no, it was just like, it was kind of like, it was kind of like when I saw like Mike and LP when the first Run The Jewels hit where they would do like solo okay. sets and at the end do Run The Jewels 1. So they would right. do like, like most would do a set, Quali did a set, then he did Black Star. Um, so that, that show was fucking incredible. Um, and I saw Quali, the first show I ever, I ever saw on my own, I saw Dilated and Reflection Eternal at, a, at like TLA. And then I saw most, I saw most on the Lyricist Lounge tour with Black Jack Johnson. And it was the same night the Bamboozle premiered and he was late coming to Philly. So I saw him live. And then I saw most again. I think that was it. But anyway, I, I saw Quali open for Beastie Boys uh, in like 04 at the First Union Center or Wells Fargo Center. So I, so I seen them both like in separate times of their careers, just kind of doing shows to make money or like doing stuff, but seemingly being like, okay, like all of that shit is cool. We have our solo success. Now we link back up, you know, and that was that was 15 years ago. So it kept being like a thing of, you remember you know how like dame dame dash every fucking interview he does with people that don't follow him or always ask him about rockefeller and jay-z and he's always right. like why don't you ask that man quality right. every fucking interview is like when's the next black star coming you know what i mean no one's like asking right. most because he's doing like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy or he's in like right. 16 blocks or italian job or whatever but i felt yeah, like he it was he, always he, he was a movie star at that point already. right he was right. he was famous. doing more oh, he was doing a lot of other things than what quality was doing what I noticed though, Z, not to interrupt you, was, um, features were still solo. They never really Correct. did any featuring Black Star, and I would hunt those songs down. They, like they, um, that's uh, Ali. They have a song on Ali, I think. They would do like uh, songs little, the little brother song, little brother. Yes. Yeah, yes, little brother. Like they would do songs here and there, so I would do this hunt, and I would notice they would do songs, Traffic but you would never really catch them 
featuring on somebody's song like no. De La would feature on a track or yeah. it would be separate it would always be separate separate it would be separate and so then I was starting like hmm. and also I was of the mind that Black Star was enough for me I didn't think they needed to make another record because I was so endeared with their solo and group careers meaning right. Reflection Eternal and then Most Death so I didn't think that was necessary. So my expectations was a little different. I don't know if anybody agreed with me or wanted more Black right. Star, but I was one of those people like, that's, that's a good piece. Let that sit because then almost immediately they got back into their solo um, right. style. Like, because then Black know, right on Both Sides after. came out and then Reflection right. Eternal. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. right after. Yeah. So it was like almost like um, not a trick, but a way to get two birds with one stone. Let's put them together on this well, one I record. think that was the point of the first okay. album was like, it was it served as the launching point for both of the things they had already set i, I think yes. they may have said that either alaska on the luminary show or on the people's party show where like basically it was it was a promotional vehicle for both of them yeah. solo yeah to go for it but the album was so big and did so well it was like well hmm we kind of have something here but then clearly like it was never a priority they didn't do things in conjunction with each other underneath the Black Star banner to, to make it more of a thing. They didn't seem like they were go, they were interested in that route. No, right. No, but no. but the crazy yeah. thing is like they could have made a lot of fucking money. Like they could have a lot, lot of money. Alaska, what, yeah. were your, what were your expectations? Um, I didn't really have any. I think you know it's so it's sort of like it just seemed like they were going in different directions and. Okay the sort of delivery system for them, like uh, rockets started falling apart. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you sort of start, started seeing behind the illusion of their success. Yes. Like, um, yes. Yeah, you know, like most win gold, but then you found That's out that they money. bought like 200,000 copies. Yep. Those were coming. Yeah. That Def Jam, out, yeah. The old Def Jam yeah. mechanism. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, you know, <laughs> it was real, which yeah. made me think that black star in general probably wasn't as big as we thought they were. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, they were they were iconic in certain circles, but they weren't like something that the the industry maybe thought that they needed to do. Like mm-hmm. if they came out in 2010, I think they'd probably be dropping album after album. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. similar to what Arm and Hammer has going on right now. Yeah. But it just didn't seem like they wanted it or really anybody else wanted it for that matter. Like you never I never really heard anybody being like, what's that next Black Star album coming out? That one that didn't seem like the plan. That didn't seem like no. the plan at all. Yeah. No, and you know, people started turning on quality pretty early. <laughs> <laughs> Reflection Eternal though was like a life raft one because it was such good equity with the high tech beats and stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. that bought them time to before the before the curtain was pulled. Yeah. High tech, high tech was definitely a cheat code for quality around that time. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, he started having some hits with with uh, Kanye and stuff too. Yep. Oh yep. yeah, yep. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. What are you gonna say, Dylan? Dave, what was? Yeah, what was? Well, since you encountered it a little late, and you already were into the orbit of quality and most, what, what were your expectations? Did you think they they should have done another one by the time you found out about it? Not particularly, no. Like, I was kind of fine with it. I also forgot to mention earlier that Brown Skin Lady is one of my favorite songs of Ooh. all time. I love that. First song they ever song. made. Like, love, yeah, like that, that song, maybe, maybe one of my, maybe one of my like top five favorite rap love songs ever created. Beautiful, Very beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. song. But, but like, yes. 
but like I didn't really have like like it would have been cool but it wasn't something that I was like oh man like when's when's number two coming you know like I was I was already like I was already big on um I was big on the new danger which I don't think a lot of people were I feel I feel like people were kind of like that was kind of divisive yeah, yeah definitely but yeah. um you know like I was uh um yeah I was I wasn't really like ready for like like it's definitely not like a I was almost trying to think of it as like a as like a backpack wrap, like detox type of thing. But it wasn't really that, you know, like nobody, nobody I knew was like, oh, like when's Black Star number two? Like, yeah, it was it was it was a cool thing. And then they went off and did their own shit. And then, you know, like I like existed as a question for quality and interviews like that's That was the life. That's what I said. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But like but 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 like it's crazy because like outside of like a reflection eternal and the stuff quality was doing with kanye and then like a few other things like i was really more on the yasin train like i was like <sighs> the ecstatic came out and like that fucking like i was already in i was already in my stones throwback at that point so like Fuck that yeah. came out and i was like oh this is everything i've ever wanted like yeah. like, like yasin over mad lib beats like come well, on like let's and go. oh no like oh no's an album too, and man. and oh no like, and, and, and he's got a and he's, and he's got a and dilla yeah fucking history like Oof. like history, history. is his history might be one of their best songs ever like it Agreed. might be better than a lot of like like i want to say it's like up there with the best of fucking black star like so good like so it's good. just it's stupid like and and, and I'm, I'm reading the dilla book right now and there's a bit in the dilla book where they mention the making of history but Ooh, dan doesn't yes. uh, dan charnas doesn't mention the song by name but he just um. mentions that he made a song for uh um yasin and talib and i was like oh that's history isn't it you know Damn. like just shit like oh so yeah like i wasn't but, but yeah to answer your question Cass, i wasn't like i wasn't like it would have been cool if i got it but it wasn't something that i was like chomping at the bit for like like you know like i was at that point in my life where i was waiting for um i was waiting for this i was waiting for the child rebel soldier album from fucking Ooh. kanye 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 Bang. lupe and pharrell Ooh. like that's that, yeah. that, that 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 was my detox us like that's what i was dog. waiting for us placers oh. man man <laughs> man I wrote I wrote a whole article about how that song changed my life, man. Us Placers is fucking incredible. Man. But like that was so like I, I, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't thinking about no black star. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like no, so you, you know what you know what's fire as we're talking about all this shit, like all the collabos they did and, and the most path and Yasin. Um the brown sugar soundtrack. Okay. Yo. The okay. brown sugar soundtrack. There's some most on there of him playing cabbie, him being cabbie. Yes, yeah. and yeah. all the beats are like post Blueprint Kanye radio joints, like post post Blueprint pre college dropout, just Kanye production, and most is like Faith Evans is on joints. They got a song with Quali that's crazy about them having becoming dads. Yo, that album it's it's like a it's like basically a five pack of most and Kanye right and then then kanye hits with dropout where most is on two words with freeway mm. and then um quali is on get him high with common yep so then i see and then they, they remember when when most i'm gonna keep saying most and yasin but at that time most was hosting deaf comedy or deaf poetry and he brought yep. out kanye he brought out yep. quali to do pieces so yep. like all of these things they just kept being around each other so and doing a lot of records and being on albums together but not not as black star right as we're saying right. right but they kept hammering it like 
we're still with each other. We're on each other's records. And Wait, also, yeah. it didn't Soul Clearing um, exist at this? During yeah, oh, definitely. Well, yeah, oh, but yeah, by that point, it was probably yeah. over with by like, oh, But they were in Soul Clearing. Both of them were in the Soul Clearing. Yeah, kind of. Soul Clearing, the idea of Soul Clearing. The idea, yeah, like the yes, okay yes. player. Yes. Yasin definitely was. But Talib, not really. Like they, like, he like they mentioned. They mentioned. Shoot. I'm talking about the illusion of it. Remember that photo spread? Mm. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all were working on it. Right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So here's, here's. I'm glad you brought gotcha, that up. Gotcha, Here, gotcha. Here's the thing I want to talk about, and Dylan pointed out new danger, right? And I think this ties in what Alaska said before about like it. It was. It was becoming more apparent, even though, as I'm saying, they were on a lot of the same records, a lot of big albums, deaf poetry, all that shit, like. Tours, Chappelle, that whole lane block party, all of that. They're all in these things, yeah. right? But I feel like the mark in the sand was the new danger. Where most okay. is like, check it out. The happy go lucky warm Brooklyn B boy guy, that's over. Okay. Fuck that. Like I'm setting it on fire. Like George Michael with the fucking leather jacket and the Freedom ninety one video. <laughs> like that's done. So okay. I'm gonna be rocking with dudes from Bad Brains. I'm going to be doing blackjack like I'm that's over. No backpack, no slick Rick, no BDP, no 80s block party, which was his whole lane up until right. that. Everything he did was 80s. He was jacking the 80s. Right. It was funny, like chastising Puffy for doing the pop shit. But he was just taking every 80s flow and song and hook every right. song he made. And that's my guy. I love him. I don't care. But hey, man, once, once the new out. danger, it is. But the new danger was just like Quali's now on the record. High tech's not on the record. Always, Sean J. Pierce, like that's over. We always talk about subverting expectations yes. when it comes to fan bases and what they want you to do and how they want you to um to tin soldier. All right, right, we're ready for the next record, but we want it on our terms. And the new danger was definitely on his terms. Yeah, and I, I was yeah. working at the record store. That shit came out the next day. People were trying to return it. They're like, I hate this album because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they wanted black on both sides too. And I good, I felt the same way. I'm like, eh, it's kind of weird. It's definitely weird, you know, but he had like the rape over when he's rhyming on the takeover. It's very anti rockets None of those producers were on that. That's what I'm record. saying. Not, not many. Not many. No 88 keys, yeah, no right. geology and all that but, stuff. But at that time, that sound was dead, though. Right. Like, yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Why would you but go just to the fact, to No, no, not. I agree with you, Alaska, but the fact that those you just didn't see those names in, yeah. in the manifest. He had like saying? Kanye do like Sunshine, which is like a whatever ass beat from Kanye at the time when Kanye yes. is printing money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even that, everything was just kind of like a rebellious move. We're going to say mm -hmm. that. Who produced, who produced the panties? I don't remember because I, I think love Minnesota. that song. I think Minnesota did. Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, love that song, too. That joint is. Min yeah, yeah. Minnesota put his ankle in that beat. That shit is crazy. Uh, yeah. Minnesota. I'm looking at it right now. He did. He did. The weirdest part is he did Close Edge, which was him in the car. He did the hip-hop yeah. But, like, joints. Close Edge and the panties are, right. like, Close Edge is kind of, like, almost kind of like a live keyboard beat. But mm -hmm. then, the, yeah. then the panties is, like, some Marvin Gaye shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but he has, like, you know, it's, like, sex, love, and money. Fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like, uh, ghetto rock. This is the sound. Ghetto rock. That shit is Black Jack Johnson, Ed Wasi. That shit is crazy. Sun yeah. and the moon, Earth, stars, and planet. Like, this, he's never really been the black on both sides, respiration, raucous dude from New Danger. Like, New Danger to me right. is like never going back to that guy again. And right. Quali was like, 
he had all the goodwill from reflection eternal and um what was the first song um the one that, that 50 rhymed over and snoop body any questions body you blast that yeah. shit, man. That shit was everywhere. That was everywhere. Get it, by. It really hit, it hit. But I think to me, that's more high tech than what's right. Probably, but yeah, but it's yeah. still very much like keeping that that raucous sound going, but on like a more major label piece. And right. then when Get By hits, he takes like the Kanye, like the steroided version of that with the Nina Simone sample and John Legend, right. and keeping that going on um on quality. Whereas like most. I said he when 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 Quali had Kanye, he's getting hits and Jay Z's name dropping him. Most gets Kanye to get like a throwaway fucking B side ass beat. You know Most what I mean? Most like, definitely burning down the machine, whereas Quali right. was um, trying in to, it, um, like thriving. He was thriving in the machine. Right. You know what I mean? And he yeah yeah and he made his own label and shit too. Right. That Max was around the time he made the label. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. We, <laughs> yeah. We talked about that on one show. We just did about like like one of one of the the, the saddest labels was. Like the worst artist run labels. I think we said Blacksmith. Yeah. One of the shows we just did. I can't remember. So, all right. So, any, any final thoughts real quick before we take a break and get to the new Black Star album on like the middle turf area of the Black Star? Black Star no, album? I mean, they were, they were establishing themselves and definitely were becoming like, you know, pillars in the hip hop community. Everybody knew who Yasin right. was. Everybody knew who Quali was. They, they maintained relevance. I'll say that. They never right. like kind of yeah. dipped off or were taking big sabbaticals. Even though the, even though they would like most would take his time in between, yes. but it wasn't like where's most he's missing. Like it, we weren't like hunting him down, even when it seemed like that was about to happen. When right. he got you know um, when he got uh, uh, what was the whole thing? Um, what's the word? I'm sorry. Uh, um, deported when he got the whole de- de- deportation. Issue. Right, the South Africa shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I thought there would be a big lull, but I remember he was making songs maybe like three right. weeks after we heard about that. So. That didn't. That wasn't that big a speed bump where I thought it would be. So I'm just saying they maintain relevance throughout all of this. We, we know it's weird as you're saying this. I'm just looking yeah. up the timeline of the of the most Yasin Bay solo discography, right? Uh-huh. So so you had Black Star '98, okay? Black on both sides '99. Umi says all oh, that shit huge, right? Five years that. goes by and he does New Danger. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So during those five years, you get like the Reflection Eternal record, you get and probably one to two solo Quali records. Yeah. Right. And Quali then and then but Quali's like, like featuring on stuff. He's on a couple of he is, like, but that's like the big you know, like like we said before, that's the beginning of him acting and being in yes. big fucking movies, right? So then you get New Danger in 04, True Magic in 06, which I remember he literally like did nothing for. It came out in a CD with no jacket it was well, a blank case it was a plastic case when right you and he has like hurricane like yeah. katrina clap and like that album is another one it's like it's got like three or four great songs and everything else is a lot of throwaways a lot of a yeah lot he of was it's really weird shit. he was he, he was trying he was trying to get off the, he was trying to get off the label with that that was his like yes. here take this i'm done that could because he was trying to get off geffen yes. i think if i remember correctly yeah and he has like the one song he's rhyming on like, like on like liquid swords it's mm-hmm. like a mixtape. It's just like a basically a mixtape, and then so that so then that's so that's a two year gap between albums, and then he does the ecstatic three years later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But then we don't get anything until 2016. That December 99th album, which is fucking disastrous, garbage. Oh that my is god, hot trash. So that's a seven year gap. So he's just 
really just does what he wants. And but he's like been showing us like even when I do drop, you don't know if this is gonna be inspired and fire like like ecstatic or mostly garbage. Like, like everything else in his discography is like yeah. mostly garbage. You know right. what I mean? If, and if, then, he, and if then, he puts out a 17 song album, five are good. Yeah, yeah I was here to go. And then his and then his gorillas features were were both um were all really excellent too. He oh was, yeah, he was sweepstakes. On, um, yeah, sweepstakes Yo, and um stylo. What's the timeline of him in the um ski stuff? When is that job? When is that? When you oh, 24 hour karate school. Oh, it's like that was like yeah. the ecstatic, ecstatic era. And then he pulled himself Fire. off the retail. Okay. Yeah. That's when he did like Cream of the Planet. He did the shit with Jay Alec. Currency like shit. Yeah. yeah. Then he, and yeah. Then he cut his vocals. He pulled his vocals off. The taxi song. Oh. Yeah. Taxi, taxi yeah. was amazing. Do you have those? You, I do. You keep, you I have all of them. I have, he has a song called Prowler. It's him. It's yeah, him, Gene Gray, uh, Joel Ortiz. And Jay Electronica, and then his verse is cut off the retail, wow. and he fucking smashes. That's like the peak Jay Elec. He destroys all of them, and it's like let's, gone. Let's not forget Traveling Man with DJ Honda. Traveling Man. Oh, that yo, mm-hmm. you know what's crazy about Traveling Man? That was like a that was like a Napster LimeWire Kazaa breakthrough. Yeah, where it's like one of them songs where we knew it because you know there was a video DJ Honda, you know all that shit, but it would be like. I would be like 20 playing that shit. And then my girlfriend from fucking Pittsburgh, her 14 year old brother's like, I love that most F song traveling, man. I'm like, how the fuck do you know? He's like, LimeWire. It was like a <laughs> LimeWire. Like all these kids were fucking with traveling, man. Traveling remix is crazy. You ever hear the remix? They, they flipped the run you, DMC you know, shit. Ooh. You know what's wild? Um, Blue and Exile sampled traveling man on um, the new, the new record they put out a couple of years ago. Ooh. Um, it's 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 a um, it's a snippet of his verse at the end. Oh, I forget the name of the song, but it's one of my favorite songs on that Blue and Exile album. And like, it, uh, yeah, I gotta beat that now. Yeah, travel. Yeah, nah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna send you the song later because that album that album was excellent. Like, I don't want to I don't want to detract too much. That. But that album's fucking excellent. He had this um, other song that, that randomly popped. <laughs> well, me and my family were at Hershey Park a couple weeks back. I had like my i like my iTunes whole library on shuffle. I got like you know. I have like 800,000 songs or whatever. And there's one song he did for the Biker Boys soundtrack, California, came on, where he flips California Love by Pac and Dre. But he likes oh. singing. He's like, California knows how to party. It's, yo, it is cool as shit. And I was like, he was doing these random crazy one-offs, like Massive Attack, Eye Against Eye on Blade soundtrack, Blade 2. Yeah, that shit is I the greatest. That. Wow, I, I, I against. Uh, he was, he was smoking, man. He could anything you he touched, he was crushing it. He just wasn't, yeah, doing albums like you know. But he was right. his pen was like double trouble when things fall apart with him and Black Thought is fucking wild. Like everything, and his he voice did. too. Like his, like his voice, he might have maybe one of the best rap voices ever. Like he's up there he's with down. like it's it's like him, it's like Gucci. And like Method Man, god damn Method Man, like come on, like it's just like just just voices that you hear, and it's like, oh, there it is, and it just cuts through everything. Damn, like yeah, man. he's well, you 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 kind of shit on a voice on on the new album. We'll get to that. You kind you kind of take a little little shot at the voice. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You, you get a little off, off the fucking rails here with the voice, but uh, oh, oh that's boy. neither here nor there. Uh, Alaska, any, any final thoughts before we get, take a break? No, I mean I think you know it. it was a perfect time for everything to come out when it came out and there's no need for anything more 
boom very eloquent as usual very very succinct <laughs> very brief we like it all right we're gonna take the next break and then we're gonna, now we're gonna come back after this and talk the new album uh what's it called again there is no time we're out of time no fear, time no, fear of time. no fear of time <laughs> how could i forget the one so I'm we're out of time <laughs> out of time no uh, that was the rem album out of time all right we'll be uh, back uh with dylan greenson Masai from real notes podcast come on culture we'll be back sponsored by Michelob ultra has this ever happened to you you go to drink a hot drink, but it's too hot and it burns your mouth. Ah, oh, goddammit. So you cool it down with an ice cube, but the ice cube is haunted. Now you hear the voice of the governess echoing through your head, even though she's been dead for hundreds of years. Now you're at work. Your boss is talking to you, but all you can hear is, I know who killed me. I know who killed me. You've got to help the governess. But you won't be able to. Not while your boss is talking. Not while he's alive. Now you're on the run. It'll be nightfall soon, and you only have an hour left of kerosene in your flashlight. Why did you buy a flashlight that runs on kerosene? You hear the sirens in the distance. It won't be long now. Luckily, there's a solution. Call me when you're outside. The new album by Steel Tip Dove is available now on Backwoods Studios Records. Limited run of vinyl and CD is available on backwoodsstudios.com digital album available on all digital streaming sites what up y'all's panels man east hampton polar boys when the catalog out now man we got cds merch all that insubordinaterecords.com man make sure you don't sleep on it because before you know it, it's gonna be all gone so make sure you head over there stream it do all that Long live Lord Jones, man, win a catalog, album of the year, you know what it is. Peace. Hey yo, she caught me fly woo garments from overseas, below Ganese with extra palm drown routine, fresh panini, ground bill, chopped garlic and olives, get demolished, fly air God is never modest, perfect sonics fill my palace, why is missing, acoustics hitting needle, bless the vinyl, been the champion, just give me Germicide and the Expert present their new psychedelic hip-hop album, The Overview Effect. Think Marvin Gaye meets Edan. If you like tripped-out sounds, sinister strings, fuzz guitars, and heavy drums with social content, then this album is for you. Featuring the new singles, For the Money, Black Tears, and A Little Love. Guest appearances on the album come from Stake Figure, Fair Ale, and Tanya Morgan. Available on vinyl and all digital platforms with a special Bandcamp exclusive vinyl that comes with liner notes, a custom art print, plus the album instrumentals. Visit theexpert.bandcamp.com now. All right, Claw Culture, we're back. The podcast, we're here. Uh, fuck with us on Twitter, man. Twitter is popping. Our IG is it's solid. Our YouTube, I don't even pay attention, but it, all the stuff's on YouTube, too. So shouts to that. Uh, I am on TikTok. The show is not. Whatever. So come fuck with us. And then Patreon yeah, again. Mention this fucking TikTok you don't even shit. listen to the show, man. Relax. <laughs> TikTok is where it's where you're gonna be. Patreon again. We shout out to everybody on Patreon. You get the shows early, you get the one shots, exclusive little mini episodes. Of course I listen right. to a show. It's our show. It's my show. Of course I listen to it. Even if I didn't hear it, I listen to it in my mind. All right. Well, that's that's incredible. So the Astral played like Legion. So here we go. So we're gonna talk about the new album now called 
Time keeps on slipping into the Remains future. In the future. New album by Black Star. I can't remember the name of this shit. I like it it's a lot. It's called No uh, Fear of Time. No bro. Fear of Time. <laughs> There's just been so many time-centric things in my life at this point with titles. It's just hard to place one. So, new album. Um, we brought on Dylan Green because uh, this guy's fucking disrespectful. He fires shots at legends. Doesn't give a fuck. Um, he's young and cocky and brash. You know, he's making the scene like fucking <laughs> Bookman. You know, his, his, his go-along gag. You know, do whatever he wants. Uh, no, we're kidding. So he has some interesting takes. You know, he's a mild manner kid with, with, with a good head on his shoulders. But, you know, I, I feel like he and Alaska may have differing opinions. So I want to let Dylan Green shine, you know, go in on the pitchfork review. He gave it a fucking 2.3. The rest of the staff beefed it up to a 6.8. <laughs> staff were like, you can't do that. He's like, fuck these guys, too. Um, now, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the floor. Hit us with, with your... Your summary of what you wrote, or just want to come from the heart and just shit on them a little bit harder, whatever you want to do. That's all you. Go ahead. Oh, man. All right. So let me, let me, let me, let me, let me get my mind together because I'm trying to, like, I have it open right now. I got to, I got to, like, read through what I saw here. Um, so I was not huge on this. I'm really sorry to say. <laughs> I was, I was, I was pretty excited to have, like, 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 it was cool to think about it. And then I heard some of it. And I'm just like, oh, they just like, they don't really sound like they're in sync like that. Some of these beats are not really doing it for me. I heard one repeat and I was like, why, why wouldn't y'all want to get like nine original Mad Lib beats? Like, why do this if you're not going to like, it's, it's just, it just felt like a, and then to like put it up behind like the luminary paywall and like, and like have to like shit on people to be like, oh, well, like the millennials are for sale. It's like, you're for sale, motherfucker. Like you put your shit on, you put your shit on the thing. Like, like I get it. And like more power and like, obviously more power to the artists for like wanting to get money and have that direct to consumer relationship. But like, there are so many people who like don't have access to Luminary and it's like, how are they supposed to listen to it? You can't even just like make like a real quick mock up like blackstar.net, like sell the shit for like $15. Like, you know, I'm just like, just, they just made it like every, like, like everything about this was just kind of like, it just felt like they didn't care to me. And, it, and, 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 and like, they just kind of did it. Cause it's like, Oh, well we got the Luminary deal. So let's just make a black star album. And you know, like the whole story of Talib having to like get most to record it while they were backstage at shows and in hotels and have like the engineer just kind of like hovering, like, Oh, you're ready. Like, what are we doing here, fellas? <laughs> like, but um, there were some songs that I really enjoyed. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to take up too much space and air, <laughs> but I was not feeling this the way that I would have liked to have felt it. Um, I mean, I thought it was cool. I went into it expecting an absolute shit show. Mm-hmm. And when it wasn't, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I enjoy it more than the old Black Star record, to be honest with you. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, just, I think, I think it's like, it feels modernized. Um, the production doesn't bother me that much. Like, I feel like it's one of those things, like from the artist side where it's like, you record it and you get your rough mix and your rough mix ends up sounding better to you than any, like, 
well done studio mix. Like you fall in love with your, your rough mix. So I think like, it kind of sounds like maybe that, like they just sort of like fell in love with it the way it is. I don't know if they tried to mix it beyond that, but I get that feeling. Like I have a lot of stuff I put out, like after it's all mixed and the vocals are redone, I'm like, damn, it lost the energy. So like, it could have been, you know, I don't know if it was an intentional choice or not to keep it that way. Um, Talib was listenable. You know, he, he didn't have four extra words in every bar that uh, made it sound forced. Um, yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, it's not my favorite record by any means, but I was like, I enjoyed it quite, quite a bit more than I ever expected to. So I think my initial reaction might've been like, holy shit, this is really good. I've listened to it a few times since. I'm like, oh, it's cool. Like, you know, I'll keep some songs in my rotation, which is pretty much like everything from most deaf and black star at this point for me, as, as we've discussed throughout the whole podcast, like, right. You know, so yeah, I, I enjoy it. I don't kind of beef with it. I think that's, I think that's valid on, I mean, like, I'm mean, like, not that I need to validate your opinion, obviously, but like, I just, um, there's a few songs on here that I really, really enjoy. Like, I really love the song of Black Thought, even though I think he kind of like wiped the entire fucking earth with the two of them, like, and just didn't even try. Like, he just like came and like breathed on the mic and then they were just kind of trying was, to like, uh, like no, figure it out. Okay. Yeah, that, that was. I had the opposite reaction. I was like, I thought "That was the worst so black, black thought verse of his life." Like, <laughs> so you think so? <laughs> but then, then I heard this song with Black Thought and Danger Mouse. Like two days later, I was like, "There he is." Is it Black Thought rhyming like this on this song? <laughs> so, so okay, the way, the way, I'll give it to you. That song is better. The way I took the record was: it's two people doing two different things on one project. So that 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 eliminated the cohesion for me because one, you got Talib. This is like his last salvo. He's having um, bad PR all over the place. He needed this to kind of land a certain way for him to kind of maintain his pulse. He's not going anywhere, but yeah, this would yeah. this this record is more important to him than it is for Yasin. Yasin could have really laid an egg. It really didn't even matter. It's not going to really affect him. And then as far as Yasin, most to me it seems like he's workshopping. He does to me. He don't start rhyming good till yonder, and the other things are kind of sounding like workshopping. You know what I'm saying? Last, like, you know, yeah. working, working through some rhythms, singing some, some of his ideas sound yeah. finished, some don't. Like some, vocal references, yeah, definitely. Right, it don't, it don't sound like he's he's landing or like he wrote everything, maybe he wrote half of it and freestyled the rest. It sounds like he's workshopping to me. Whereas Quali's trying to prove something because if we have to admit it, one, Quali kind of outwraps most on the entire project. Yeah. Um, yes. But at the same time, Quali needed to out rap or at least rap, you know what I'm saying? That yep. this is like this, this is like almost oxygen yeah. for him because he's like gasping for air in his current. He definitely has more to lose in this situation. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. He's gasping for air, so he had to kind of come correct. He couldn't really have any duds on this joint, true. To be honest with you, whereas most has a lot more room to breathe, to workshop, to try things yep. out. Um, some of his singing to me didn't land until later on the record. So like to mm -hmm. me, Yonder yeah. on, that's when that's when the record starts lifting up to me. So I wouldn't say I was disappointed. I had very low expectations. I was like Alaska. I thought it would be an entire shit show. Mm -hmm. um, but at, as far as the sum of its parts, I'm still a little disappointed in the sense that the Mad Lib beats are tertiary. They're like the third or fourth thing you even consider with this. Like right. the last thing yeah. you, even, you even consider, which is kind of interesting. I, look, I've seen Madeline do this before, but I've also seen Madeline do Liberation with Quali, which is 
which is really good. That's kind of yeah, really that's working. fire. You know, what I'm but this I've seen I've seen Madlib do beat that do just lie in the background on some people's projects, some of his instrumentals, but I didn't think he would do that with bits. And they, that goes to what Quali was picking because most obviously didn't pick a damn thing because Quali definitely was involved with this project where most was just like catch me in you know Chattanooga or St. Louis or whatever and we'll do something. Right. Yeah, then the engineer so, just like, yeah, you ready? Like, yeah, so this project meant a whole lot more to 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 Quali than it did to most. And that imbalance is a little obvious. With, with some of the performances. Right. Um, so like, so I, I would give it a passing grade. You know what I'm saying? Um, when when things have this long of breath, like um, I even mentioned, we were talking, you know, offline about like RPM re- reflections per minute that, that uh, Reflection mm-hmm. Eternal did. And when you have that big gap in between records, a lot of stuff happens. Either it works, like only built for Human Links 2, right. in terms of the gap between those two records, the connect the connective tissue, or right. like yeah. that RPM record is such a departure from train of thought. Mm-hmm. Is this even the same group? You know what I'm saying? You right. can legitimately even ask that. It's so much has changed. And sometimes, yeah, things change. You don't necessarily get the same project per se. A juvenile record today is not going to sound like a juvenile record back in the day. But I think juvenile, but they, but certain people like juveniles per se have skills that he can resurrect that. Like, Y'all remember yeah. Snoop just recently did that like one eight seven record or whatever where he was kind of going back to some of his old styles or whatever. He's yeah. still tap. He's still can tap and that was pretty cool. That. that was dope. And right. Don't sound corny. It's not corny. You know what no, I'm saying? It's not. Right. It's definitely not corny. Right. So you know. Anyway, so that you know that was my thing. I think I just gave it. A, it's a passing grade. It's um. It's an interesting conversation starter. It it doesn't enhance their catalog. If, if, there's, if you can even call what they do a catalog is only two records, then, you know, we know. I like certain. that it's so different than the, the previous record. Like I'm with that. I'm with that. It's like, it's, we're seeing these men at 50 years old. Right. Okay. Right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, they're coming from a completely different place in their life than they were there. It's a different energy. Yeah. Wild different places in their life. And I think that, you know, it's like, you look at other 50 year olds putting out music Nobody's even close to as good as this, except for maybe Black Thought. Right. I can agree with you on that. What What about What about the Tribe album? Because I really like that last Tribe album a lot. I, now I we think, brought that I, up, but here's the difference. Here's the difference. Dude. Me and Zilla was just talking about that actually today. The Tribe album just dropped, like let's say a meteor. There was no run up to it. You didn't right. really know about it. They didn't, we didn't even know they were recording. We didn't know Fife's condition. It was all of that right. thing going on. Whereas this one has always been the lead up. When's the next Black Star album? You know, all of this talk and chipper chapel before we even knew that they were even putting those to the grind and actually working on the record. Oh, and real so, quick, here's what has been thrown out of the narrative. They had an album with Mad Lib 10 years ago flipping Aretha Franklin samples and never came out. And they have See, a set. Like- they have a set with J-Rock DJing for them on the Stephen Colbert Rapport before he left Comedy Come Central, on, during ecstatic era most, like when he was he was rocking the red microphone, and they uh-huh. did yeah. the Black Star yeah. shit that that time, saying, "Yo, it's Aretha Franklin, Mad Lib, us," and that shit yeah. just fucking vanished in the air, like like burning up a letter from an ex girlfriend. That shit is gone. So it's they gone, were they were planting like... these seeds for ten plus years, right? And, and on that, top of and that, that, like leads you to, that leads you to possible disappointment. And or performing under par when you have all of this weird expectation floating ahead of them. Exactly. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Um, yeah, real quick, like with the Mad Lib shit, like the reason I'm so like, I know 
there are so many, like, I know Madlib didn't give them, like, there are people who had these beats that, like, made music. Chris Crack. And they, yeah, Chris Crack's one of them. <laughs> Fly Anakin's one of them. Like, like, Fly Anakin has a song over the last. He had to give back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to yeah, give back. Yeah, like, West Side Guns got one West yeah. Side Guns got yeah. one of you know, so like, yeah, yeah. And um, um, um the kid, uh, Maxo from California, too. He Ooh. has the same West Side Gun beat. He's crazy. Um, but like, Ma- yeah, Maxo, he, um, yeah, he's, he's crazy. But like, but like, so, so like, so like, there's like a pack that like 17 other people had. <laughs> and <laughs> they just, and, 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 and they're just kind of like, that's why this, it's just like a lot of these, like, not, like, I don't want to say scraps, but right. it's like, but it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna come back and do this twenty four years He's exactly exactly because like because like you look at you look at Gibbs Gibbs gets his shit made to order Doom got his shit made to order massage you know, so like, seats bro they don't they ain't got like, no massage come seats on son like I'm saying they ain't so got like, no beats like so Giannis like, or Paul Wallace. they've been they've been they've been gone for twenty four years and they didn't get Madlib to give them all original like come like what are we why are we doing this like why are we not doing this if you're not gonna really go whole hog like I'm not trying I'm not trying to hear you on a Madlib beat I heard two years ago like mm. come on bro talk like that shit. talk that shit don't fucking don't fucking waste my time so <laughs> please Damn. that's what I'm that's and that's where I'm getting at when I'm saying the most F side of the thing is workshopping. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It seems like this could have been just a, a evening in the studio. Play old Madlib throwing some. Uh, Madlib left his beat tape. He told you, "I'm just go rifle through it." And as they're right. going through it, he's just freestyling stuff over. It. You know what I mean? Like not saying because I don't think there's a lot of throwaway modes on it. That's not what I'm saying. Dude, don't get right. me wrong. But in terms of like fully formed ideas, there's no high end most production here. In terms of like songs like mathematics or anything right. of the level of a static, there's no conceptual songs on here past. On the song about a girl and you know some right. typical ones, but there's no high end yeah. hip hopery going on here, and that that's all I'm saying. Right. Uh, like my but, favorite, like my favorite band might be the closest that mo that Yasin kind of comes to like doing that a little bit because there's like a bit in there about like the pharaohs in Egypt and like there's like a bit specifically about like a specific pharaoh, like but like yeah, you know he just. I'm gonna be honest. He kind of sounds bored on a lot of these songs. Like, not even like workshopping. It's just kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna go do. You got you. You got like 45. So okay, here you go. Like, he just sounds kind of just like bored. I think, but, there's, I think yeah. there's too much evidence of us. It's not hidden enough because sometimes it happens. But there's too much, and, and not to discredit what you're saying, Alaska, about the quality of it. But there's yeah. too much. Right. There's too much yeah, evidence right. of of quality dragging most to the finish line with the thing. So just real quick. I, um, you guys know like any of the history on a record? Other than the little whispers that we've talking about, no. Because they, they did a podcast, if you get like on yes, the luminary thing where they do it and they talk okay, about right, it. Right. This, this album's been done for a couple of years. Right. Got you. Okay. Like, I don't know if that right, makes you yeah. feel better or worse because they've had it for a couple of years and it's still this like unpolished. Um, but so like a lot of stuff we're talking about, like Talib treading water. Like that might not even that that could that could be the things that we're putting onto the record, right? Um, okay, you know, um, I think most. I don't know what's going on with most, but when you hear him talk on that podcast, he sounds like he's either constantly drunk or he might have had like a series of mini strokes. Um, I, th- I think it's just okay. how he talks. Yeah, you think so? Because he always like, kind of talks like this when he's speaking. You know like it's, yeah, he talks like yeah. like his like mush mouth. Like he yeah, has like like yeah, a wired jaw. Mush mouth than he used to be. 
Yeah. Okay. Last, I feel like the, he's talked like that a lot though over yeah, over the years. Yeah, the, the the last Yasin interview I saw was when he went on uh he went on Hot ninety seven and uh, th- 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 I think it might have been around the time it was like right before it was like right before like maybe right after he retired. I don't yeah. remember, but like he's 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 kind of been he's because because you compare that to like the video of him y'all seen the video of him um uh doing the Guantanamo Bay force feeding thing because yeah, like he was, was kind of talking yeah. like that and yeah, yeah and that was that very was rough. rough but yeah that like he's kind of he but like but like yeah he just he just kind of sounds like he's just like here and it's like yeah I'm here you know we're, we're chilling <laughs> do it <laughs> okay <laughs> so alaska i might have missed it i'm sorry why did you really like this album did you cover uh, it? well I, I i said i went in expecting a complete shit show <laughs> and yeah. i was i was pleasantly surprised i was like this shit's way better than i expected um so on initial yeah. listen, that was really fucking dope and i've gone back a couple times and it's, it's you know it's not as good as that initial right thought but i still enjoy it like i i like it i think it's it's dirty yes it's sort of you know, it's, I like the unpolishedness of it. Um, okay. You know, like, I kind of like shit like that. Like, it just takes me back to like a certain period mm-hmm. without like retracing those steps. You know, like it has, it has energy that I like, but it's not trying to sound like something from the past. No. Which I appreciate. Um, and then I just wanted to address the question about the tribe album. Right. Yeah. That was right. Um, I kind of like felt the same way with the tribe album. I expected a shit show and I was pleasantly surprised. But mm-hmm. I, I also think that that album really benefited from when it dropped. I want to talk on that. Yes. We yeah, always got really good news when that album dropped. Right. Yeah, it dropped fair. the day after fucking Trump. Yeah. The day yeah. They were Trump. and yeah. they, they, they were expecting Hillary because yeah. because yes. Chit, because Tip mentions a female she, president yep, yeah. on space program. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was like it was like, all right, here's a good tribe record. Mm-hmm. We all need to pick me. Like I, I haven't listened to that album in two years easily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if anybody else did, but I feel like I love a good lot, a lot of good fight. Zilla, what was your um? We we all because we all went around and did. Oh, okay. We, what was your opinion on the record? Um, oh yeah, no, come on. Yeah, I I again I knew of the Aretha Franklin album from like ten years ago, so I was like, well, maybe this is that. They're just calling it something different so i played it and then i was like i was like working all day doing shit i was just playing music that whole day and it kind of came and went and i was like oh all right i mean weird this album's over i don't really remember anything and then uh and then i went back and listened to it again and i was like okay the the tmt shit i was like this song's fucking hard as hell tmt automatic auto that shit is crazy i was like okay and then I was like, wow, Quali is like really kind of getting busy on this record. I have to yeah. begrudgingly admit that. And then once Alaska said he got the Luminary app and I got the Luminary app and I just listened to the entire Midnight Miracle run in like a day. And then I and then during them making that show, they're like playing snippets of the album and talking about the album. And then you hear them talk about why they created, why they're doing it on their own platform you I think people can have a different experience of the record if you fuck with the Luminary app and listen to the Midnight Miracle and then go into this record because okay. then you get you get like a the album short is only like nine songs and like we're saying it's yeah. it doesn't have songs like Brown Skin Lady or anything like that or you know Thieves in the Night but all the talk and discussion 
you hear what they were thinking and doing. The, my problem with the record, my only real issue is, I said this to Castro, it should have hit when it was made. Like, this should have came out summer of George Floyd. I agree. Having this album sit for a year or two, where now it's like, what are our biggest problems? Inflation. This, this isn't an inflation album. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is like a social unrest reaction record because they were making it at that time. Like, them talk about white supremacy and all that shit. Like, talk about, like, congressmen being Nazis and all that. Like, it really has the fervor of 2020 and early 2021, not May 2022. It feels really out of time. You know what I mean? So that's my only real issue with it is when you hear the context of it, it it doesn't make sense for them to sit on it this long. What are you going to say, though? Right. Yeah, That. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. The, yeah, that's... um. You like you even you just like look at what happened with um, the Gibbs and Alchemist record and like the song that um him and uh him and Ross have like that like that dropping around the time that like the fucking precinct in in uh, Minnesota got lit up you know right. like that like like like, the like I wonder like yeah, yeah exactly like I wonder what would have happened if that came out later you know and I think I think right. it would have kind of run into um a similar problem. And there was one other thing that we mentioned that I wanted to touch on. I'm, I'm already. Oh yeah. So like, so people, so, so people talking about like, like Tal, like Talib, Talib did have a couple really impressive moments on here. I yes. really love, I really love most of Supreme Alchemy. I, I think like that that's song. one of the songs. Ooh. I think that's, that's one of the song. songs that kind of comes closest to doing everything it needs to. That's but like, song. but then, but then you go back to Talib's verse on "So Be It," and like that shit is just, uh, like. <laughs> Just like 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 halfway through he just starts getting into like the I'm subatomic environment I'm just like yo like I like stop and the, and and like and like the calendar the calendar you saw about the calendar like, and the bird yeah the heat he, like, yeah, that like, comes up please. a lot please just like does please kill so be really hard <laughs> most destroys so be it oh yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah 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 oh wait that, is that the joint that, he flips best- oh he flips so I, he did he did that verse ten years ago on okay. a song called White yeah. Drapes I have that. So that that's oh, about yeah, a 12, 13 year old verse. So that's recycled. Yeah. Right. It, see, like, come on. Recycling <laughs> verses like and using old beats. I'll send it to you. Like, yeah. get the fuck yeah. out of my face. Yeah, he, he did that. On. He did that Sorry. verse when th- this was like his Dame Dash. Um yeah, I remember the video for White Drapes. White so Drapes. Right. Starper Dennis, so you raise a shank from the, the worldwide currency. We wish him well coins. You're at Chuck D level. You're at Petite level. Have gun, do travel, spread, love, kill devils. I know that whole yeah. verse. It came on. I'm like, oh, you, you you threw that back out. Okay. Yeah, suit up, dumbass. This ain't bum class. Yeah, yeah, yeah like smart enough, dumbass. Like... Real forever real. You can hate it. I love that. It's bigger than hip hop. Never, never. Brooklyn, the world winner, not give a fucking this. You know, yeah. I've I've like, been banging that song, but you know, I'm weird. I was on not right downloading that shit. That was that was that was almost as disappointing as hearing Sean Price repeat a verse on um the fucking Apollo Brown Razkaz album. Like he like he repeated a verse from um I can't remember what album it was, but it's just like yo, like that's the like just like recycled verses and recycled beats. Like come on, y'all. Like really? <laughs> I'm not gonna cut it when it's all said and done. But at the, at the same time, I just I, I don't know. I think. If you if you you know looking at the both of them the, the, the two different albums the two different times, it's a, it's it's not that bad a nightcap. Like just to cap it off, mm. just to put a uh, you know what I'm saying to put a to put a put a hat on the on the on the party goer. It's not too bad yeah. in terms of that. Um, but I also think 
you know, high expectations. When you looked at what it was, when you found out about it, even before you listened to it, I think the expectations should have kind of muted themselves and you should have kind of went in there expecting a fair effort. Nine songs, the Mad Lib uh, regurgitations, you know what I'm saying? I don't think anybody should have been expecting a good kid, Mad City, or anything like that, or any, anything. Right, definitely you know. not. Yeah. Man, I'm well, but like, I've like said that I said to probably you guys separately. With the beats, it's like number one, a producer only can show out based on what a rapper chooses. So they chose these say. beats yeah. that Quelly, I mean, um, Chris Crack had and Fly Anakin and Westside. They chose them shits again to use. Okay, but also outside of TMT. The rest of these beats, if you said to me, like, Sadu Gold produced this, I'd be like, oh, okay. You'd be like, August Fanon did this album. Okay. Nicholas Craven did this right. album. Okay. I would believe you. There's no real signature Mad Lib anything on this album, which is right. weird that to me, he's like the the weakest link, which I did not expect. I felt going on to be like, oh, well, the beats will be fucking crazy. You don't have like... The, the the beat switches and like the comedy records and like all the mad lip shit the you know the the hyper compression or like the crazy bass lines and there's a couple of really cool moments in production but when it was over i was like anyone could have made this album production wise like it, he right. doesn't he doesn't really like put his foot in the ass of but again how many beats has mad lip made 15 fucking thousand beats sitting around his house they chose yeah. these they chose them you know what i mean so like I um you know like I like I love Supreme Alchemy as much as I did because like hard. it just it like l- like that sounded like some like modern shades of blue type shit mm-hmm. and I love Mad Lib shades, oh, shades of blue so, so yeah. like that just like that really and also um a rapper I love from Texas named Danny Watts shout out to Danny Watts who uh, made an album with John Wayne a couple of years back <laughs> called Black Boy Meets World um John Wayne used that same sample on a song called Cards of the Devil that I'm gonna send y'all in the chat in a bit. Please so like do. I was so like I heard it and I was like trying to place the sample. I'm like, where have I heard this before? And I was like, mm. oh, it's the same one John Wayne flipped on Cards of the Devil. So Damn. yeah, like I like I love I love the way that song sounds and like and like Kwali is just like moving it like to me that and there's like two or three others that are really like this is this is what I would have liked to see more of. You know, like mm. if it, if it was like, like l- like that's where it didn't feel like oh like somebody's being forced to do this. That's where it all just kind of came together, and it's like this feels natural. This feels right. like they're all excited to be here. This right. feels like there's like ideas that aren't just like completed on their own, but like work together. Which is weird because Supreme Alchemy is a Talib solo joint, but like right. you know like there's like just stuff like stuff like that and then a few other moments that i'm blanking on right now like like the automatic song you know like stuff like that really just feels it feel like 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 everyone's on the same level you know like the beat's good the two of them are going crazy and like it feels like okay we did this like we're here everyone's here everyone's like they had their fucking powdered Gatorade. They're here. You know, like we're here to play. <laughs> I just know? real, so real like, quick. The chorus when he says cocaine cracker than a honky tug, trailer park, trash can, trap house, off top, all black, everything. TMT, fuck white supremacy. I'm like, that's the hardest fucking chorus ever. <laughs> that shit is crazy. TMT, yeah. TMT, TMT. Yo, that shit is. But that was the first beat where I'm like, oh, this was like a Freddie Gibbs beat. Like Gibbs would have picked this shit. It's like some gangster oh, yeah. shit. 
You know what I mean? Like that was the first time I'm like, oh, like Mad Lib decided to show up. Track three. Here he is. Right. Everything else was like, yeah. But the cool, if, if you listen to the Midnight Miracle on Luminary, they dropped that shit like three times. Yeah. But then they put all crazy effects on it. We're like, it's distorted right. and wild. And you're like, and they're reacting like to, you know, Malik B passing away and like right. in the moment when that shit was made, it's like everyone around them is excited about this shit. And then it's two years. It's like, oh, here it is on a podcast app. It's like, okay, well, sure. One one more thing I forgot about. There's a terrible Talib bar at the beginning of the song where he said, like, you'll get arrested for domestic silence. Oh, my God. I mean, that's that's rough. Yeah. Bad. Bad. I do, do want to shout out. Um, <laughs> I do like the, the cohesion of most stuff going. <laughs> like, he makes that yeah. bird whistle like 10 times. I love it. It's like a random ad lib. Yeah. Like it just pops up. I was like, that's kind of cool. So there you go. Yeah. Any right. other uh, final thoughts, gentlemen? <laughs> yeah, final thoughts on 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 the Black Star experience. Black Star like, keeps shining. You know, because uh, to me, like now with this record out, there's a little bit of the oh, uh, because I was just watching this one of those the other day. Now and then, or this is this. What is it? Those things like this is where we started. This is where we're at now. Oh yeah, how started? How's it going? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what Black Star is right now. How it started, how's it going? We we've taken an interesting journey with the two of them. Yeah, and um, I don't think anybody's disappointed about where they landed. They've all had somewhat extensive catalogs. Quali's left a lot to be desired. Most Def tricked me into thinking he was a little more prolific than he was when when Zilla read the discography. But I I right. think, like I said, this doesn't seem like a bad nightcap if if neither one of them rhyme again. It's, it's, it's not too much tarn. It's no tarnishing of the legacy, if you will, right. um, with this record. It's just another um, addition to the catalog, another little, another little uh, skinny CD to put next to the, I mean, to the vinyl. I expect it to be so much worse. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm with you on that one, though. I definitely like, agree. <laughs> disgustingly worse. Like, I was expecting <laughs> Damn. <that> legacy. <laughs> okay. So, like, on some un... un unhearable bars you thought that was it was gonna be yeah i mean i wasn't expecting that for most it was just you know it just seemed like a money grab or something but you know i don't know if they're making any money off this nobody's going to luminary but it's downloading it for free correct right. right yeah yeah people people have been talking about how this is about to go triple platinum on google drive and shit like that's my favorite that's my favorite um, but um Oh, real quick, I'm trying to find them on, on the Colbert Report. It was in 2011. And the mm. shit has been removed for copyright issues that you can't find this. It's probably, get... I mean, there's probably a good reason that record didn't come out if it's all Aretha Franklin samples. Probably, yeah. 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 Expensive as fuck. Yeah. Especially after listening to like, all the Dante Ross shit. On, uh, I've just been ripping through that this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that part. Kind of, like money that goes out for samples is just wild. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I've been um, I got, I got to catch up on the season of uh, what it happened was. Shout out to Mike. It's a good. It's podcast. really good. I did. I just started listening to it on Sunday, and I'm almost done. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I tore. I tore through the LP one. Thing and the Prince LP. Paul one really, really, really quickly. I still haven't listened to the Prince Paul one. I got to go oh, back. Oh man. I got real quick. I got um. I got a Prince Among Thieves on vinyl 
because I wrote the um when I wrote the I, I was telling Zilla this when I wrote the Public Enemy uh the liner notes for the Vinyl Me Please reissue they sent me like fucking like twelve records they just sent me like twelve like limited editions and one of them was uh one of them was uh Prince Paul's Prince Among Thieves wow and it's just it's gorgeous you know and it's funny you say that because um one of our listeners DM me like two hours ago saying. <laughs> He said, I had not shouts to Ryan Rue six. He said, damn, just had an idea. Sure. You probably thought of this, but wrecking crew Prince among thieves thing, but like a substitute movie reboot where you guys are the teachers, like get other people involved as characters that you guys school or you're afraid of berating kids and whatnot. So it'd be like, like the substitute, <laughs> like our favorite, like movies about 90 and nineties, like stern boomers beating up high school kids. But I guess he means like Prince. It would be a concept album, like Prince Among Thieves, <laughs> where we play the people that beat up the kids. So there you go. That's our, our great listenership. Shouts to Ryan, Ryan Rusex. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Uh. Okay. Uh. Dylan. Uh. uh the pod. Real notes. Uh, talk about that. Because I feel like if I mean people who listen to the show have great taste. They probably check your show. But if not, you know, hook them up. Yeah, let people know what, what what it is you do. Yeah. So long. Uh, sorry what were you gonna say alaska i just said yeah let them know oh gotcha so yeah like long story short real notes is um real notes is about examining the intersection between uh music particularly rap and film uh two things that i love a lot and saved my life and i feel like saved a lot of other people's lives and you know kind of like castro was saying at the beginning like it's just uh like we don't really i you know, like there's a million billion different podcasts out there and I didn't want to make one unless I had a really good idea or I could find a bunch of really great friends and do something wonderful like call out culture. But uh, like I just kind of I just I just kind of came I just kind of came to this like I, you know, like kind of like finding that intersection in my writing is something that I've always been really keen on. So I was like, how about I just like do this myself and bring on rappers and talk to them about movies. Everybody loves movies. There aren't mm. very many people I know who like don't fuck with movies, like especially on the rap side. You know, like I've 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 lived too much life and met too many people who love both for that for there to not be some connection there. And I just decided to do it. And, uh, you know, like it took me probably about six months to fully like plan what I wanted to call it. Uh, what questions I wanted to ask. I had to do a lot of research on my own. I pulled a lot of inspiration from a lot of different uh, places. Like uh, it's the real, who I'm a big fan of. I just met, um, um, oh man, I just met fucking Eric um, fucking a couple weeks ago at a bowling night with the uh, rap portraits. That was beautiful. Shout out to Yo and Holland. That was a beautiful night. Um, but you know, like I pull, I, ju I just like did a whole bunch of research and wanted to figure out exactly like how to do it. Cause, um, you know, I like to talk, but you know, you want to like structure a thing that right. you're going to like, you know, like just like do like an interview series. Um, and, uh, I just like, I put it out on my birthday in 2021 and I'm about, I just put out the 56th episode today, Ooh, actually get with, um, nice. with my, with, with my, with my good friend, uh, Kemba, uh, formerly known as YC the cynic from Ooh, the Bronx. He's, he's amazing. He's yeah, he's he's crazy he, he's got he's got a new album coming that's i haven't heard it yet but he's kemba's the best so like you know like i just uh i'm really big on bridging gaps of all different kinds um whether they be age gaps or you know like media gaps or whatever the fuck so like i just wanted to i just wanted to do that and kind of have a thing to call my own 
and talk Mm -hmm. to people um, and give people a platform who um, may not necessarily be able to get to like, you know, like the pitchforks and the rolling stones and shit, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm nobody, bro. But like, I just, uh, I just, I just thought it would be fun, (laughs) you know, and it's, and it's, and it's been, I don't even, don't even fly that. You do good work. You do good work. And we all appreciate it. Yeah, man. Good time when we're on your show. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you. So, all right. Black star. Black star Uh, shining. Black star keep shining. I just put the, the, the forgotten single. I found it. It's called Fix Thank Up. You. It's in the chat. And ignore my ignore my, my, my wife's picture in the avatar. This is her fucking Zoom account. So, so here's your homework. <laughs> call, out, call out cultures. YouTube your homework. Take the Black Star first record. You can watch record. as many videos as you want without. What the fuck are you take watching, this man? Next, take Sorry, this man. Next. I clicked in the link and you started playing. Oh, <laughs> take failures. the first Black Star album. Take the second Black Star album. Play it on shuffle and see how you're feeling. Mm. The mix is clash. And then most of it's louder on one and quiet on the other. But we are Call Out Culture. We appreciate all our Call Out Cultures, all our Patreons, all our listeners. We have a good time. We bring good people and we give out good energy. And so if you want to be a part of that, join on Patreon and go listen on YouTube and go to iTunes and leave a comment and go to Spotify and listen to the episode. Do it in that order, just like I told you. Write it down on your fridge if you're going to forget. That's fair. (laughs) Dylan, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for having me, yo. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you. I'm Curly Castro for Alaska. Zilla Rocker. Shablau. Take that with you. And have a good Shablau in the morning. (laughs) Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey didn't ask for this album. That's my, (laughs) that's my, that's my, that's my final thought. That's my Marcus Garvey didn't ask for this. That's, That's my final thought. Marcus Garvey didn't ask for this shit. Black Star. Marcus Garvey didn't ask for this shit. That's the title. Wow. <laughs> Everybody, peace. Yeah, peace. Right. Peace, y'all. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him.